Hi there. Welcome to Divine Truth Sharing Podcast. This audio was originally recorded as a video, which you can watch on YouTube at Divine Truth Sharing. God bless. Hi there. Welcome to Divine Truth Sharing. I am delighted to be here with you. This is the first video in a brand new series called You Asked. So today's topic is, what shall I eat? This question is commonly asked in spiritual communities. In particular, people often want to know, what about meat? What I'm going to share with you today is a mixture of documented facts, understood truths, and experience. So let's get started. First of all, full disclosure. I used to consider myself a foodie. I loved to eat and I ate whatever I chose. And I liked a lot of different kinds of foods and I was not restrictive about anything. Fine dining was my very favorite way to celebrate any occasion. As I continued along my journey of spiritual awakening, my body changed my consciousness changed, and eventually, my eating changed. Today, I eat almost exclusively vegan. I also eat gluten-free. Now, gluten-free, that choice was a surprise to me. It has nothing to do with weight. It has to do with the fact that I have a chronic cough, And while it's gotten much better by the changes in my diet, it's not completely gone. But when I was going the medical route trying to get rid of this cough, one of my doctors suggested that I go without gluten and dairy for a couple of weeks just to see if the cough improved. Well, with the dairy, I noticed that I had a reduction in mucus and a reduction in uh, sinuses um, and, in fact, I didn't wake up with a headache, for example, but the gluten was a huge surprise. I slept through the night for the first time in more than 20 years. Now, I had never experienced any kind of gastrointestinal discomfort or rumblings or anything. I was under the impression that I had a sleep problem. Turns out I had a gluten problem. Gluten was apparently inflaming my gut and just the inflammation which was causing me to be too hot was keeping me awake at night. So I got rid of gluten very quickly even though I love bread and pasta and I thought I could never give up gluten, I discovered that I loved sleeping even more. So That's where my gluten-free comes in. So it has nothing to do with a trend or weight or anything else. It's actually just what my body needs. So listening to my body has been a big teacher for me in answering this question, what to eat. In terms of vegan, I never expected that. I love cheese. In fact, one of my favorite foods was macaroni and cheese, and I thought I could never give that up. There was no way I was ever going to go vegetarian, much less vegan. 
It just wasn't something I was interested in doing. It wasn't in my consciousness. That changed gradually over time. The question of what to eat is an emotionally charged topic, and it's not one you will ever hear me bring up. That said, when the question is asked, which it so frequently is, I believe it deserves a complete and candid answer. So here we go. The most important truth about this topic for you to understand is that it is far more important what is in your thoughts, in your words, in your deeds, in your heart, and in your soul than what you put into your body. That is the most important thing for you to understand. May the words we speak be loving. May the thoughts we think be sweet. May our hearts be filled with kindness. This is the most important truth on this topic. It's also very, very important not to judge, not to judge ourselves, not to judge others. If we are harshly judging either ourselves or others regarding what we eat, we're causing more harm than by what we are eating. And that's the truth. So please keep that in mind as the highest thought to hold. Having said that, all of God's creatures are beloved of God. And when we talk about animals, we're talking about sentient beings. Now, the word sentient means that they can sense, they have sensations. And if you've spent any time around animals at all, you will know that animals can be afraid. You will know that animals can be calmed. You will know that animals can be affectionate and playful. And this is true throughout God's animal kingdom. But let's look at our food. Now, a hundred years ago when James Paget lived, a hundred and fifty years ago, certainly two hundred years ago and beyond, it was a very different picture in terms of what people ate and how they ate, even the animals and the animal products. So you would have farmers and shepherds who would have their flocks of sheep or they would have their animals, whether it was cows or chickens or pigs or goats. But they were allowed to roam on land in a fairly natural environment. They were allowed to live most of their lives and when it was time, they were humanely and quickly killed individually, one at a time, and eaten. It's very reasonable, therefore, to believe that if the animals are treated humanely and they live humanely and they're slaughtered as painlessly and quickly as possible and then they're consumed, and in particular we pray in thanksgiving and gratitude for the gift of the nourishment that they will provide, that that is fairly harmonious, if not entirely harmonious with God's laws and God's love. Well, that is not what's happening with the animals today. 
animals are being mass-produced, which is to say very inhumanely bred. They're bred by force. They're bred under duress. They're bred out of harmony with their natural cycles. Their lives are not lives at all. They live tortured existences. I'm not going to go into graphic detail here, but I am using powerful language. These are not opinions. This is documented fact. If you are interested, there is plenty of information and terrible images available for you to study and learn the truth about what is going on with animals for food production today. Now, after they live these wretched lives, which again are not lives at all, but barely existences, so they have these sentient emotions going on, and those stress chemicals, whether it's despair, loneliness, fear, those are the chemicals that are permeating the flesh of those animals. And then when it comes time for them to be led to the slaughter, those stress chemicals spike in terror, and those go through the body as well, and that is what we consume. Now, there's two ways to look at this. The scientific way says that it's just straight-up stress chemicals, and the spiritual aspect says, well, there's a whole consciousness factor to that. We have devastated the consciousness of the animal, and then that is what we are consuming. And this is true whether the animal is killed or whether they are just used and used until they are used up for dairy and egg production. The lives of even the dairy cows and the egg-laying chickens are no lives at all. The way these animals are treated is 100% out of harmony with God's laws and God's love. Notice I didn't say our eating the animals is 100% out of harmony. I said the way these animals are bred, treated while they are existing, slaughtered, is out of harmony. It just is. Now, when I became aware of the vastness of this problem, I made a conscious choice that I did not want to be a party to such torturous behavior. I knew I couldn't eliminate the cruelty footprint, but I could do my part. And so that was the choice that I made. I made it in large part because of the scope of this problem. 55 billion or more animals are slaughtered per year to feed humans. 55 billion animals a year are slaughtered to feed humans. Now, there's approximately 7 billion humans on the planet. If we think about the suffering 
the intense suffering that these animals endure, we can know in a blink that the mass production of animals for food is the single biggest source of suffering on this planet. If we want to reduce the suffering on this planet, we can stop consuming animals and animal products. We can play our part. Also, we learn from climate change that this mass production of animals for food is the single biggest source of climate change and the damage, the resultant damage to our planet. So this is a rather large concern. And because of that, it's a serious topic. Now, I do understand how difficult making a shift from eating whatever to eating only produce, nuts, seeds, grains, can be very, very challenging. One of the things I learned when I made the shift was how amazing it is to discover that humanity celebrates everything with food and drink. And that means if we make these kinds of major shifts in what we consume, that we're throwing out traditions with which we've grown up and and become accustomed and, and that we value and treasure. It's not an easy shift. I'm also not claiming that it denotes a higher level of consciousness. It doesn't. There are many people who love animals more than humans and they protect these animals with a vigilance that is violent in and of itself. They demonstrate their passionate care for animals in a way that perpetrates violence on on humans by showing violent images, by cursing, by swearing, by hatred, by vitriol, by judgment, by uh, even violent acts of, you know, slinging paint or or yelling. I, I mean, there's no good level of consciousness in that at all. Just shifting your diet to not consuming animal products definitely does not denote a higher level of consciousness. That said, many people, as their consciousness expands, just discover that they're called, that they're called. It just shifts something in them. And the need or the desire to consume animal products just falls away. And I will say that when I made the shift in my diet, my consciousness shifted in surprising ways. The first thing that I noticed was when I was driving, I had just a flash of insight. Now, I can't say whether it was accurate or not, but generally my insight is. But I had a flash of insight that a lot of the aggression that we see being played out on the road and in humans, and particular in men, is tied to 
eating animals because perhaps, again, these animals have lived in tortured lives and died in the stress of that torture and violence. Now, the other thing that happened to me, I'm going to share with you here. It's a very personal story. It's the only thing I'm going to share that can be somewhat graphic. And so I'm going to put in uh, below the video a little note that says where you can skip ahead in this video if you'd like to skip this graphic depiction. But I had an experience of a dream and I'm going to share that with you now. One evening, I was enjoying the delightful company of my second born, who was a teenager at the time. We were laughing and singing and driving together in the car and having such a wonderful time. And this beloved child of mine said, Mama, could I have a steak and lobster dinner to celebrate this wonderful day? And I said, sure, honey, let's go. So we went off to the restaurant, and normally I would be ordering a baked potato and asparagus at this particular restaurant. I'd been eating completely vegan for about four months when this occurred. I was having so much fun with my child that I thought, you know, I've been doing really well with this vegan diet. I think I'm just going to treat myself to a steak. I love steak. So I went ahead and did, and boy, did I enjoy that steak. And I ate the whole thing, and I loved every bite of it. And I didn't feel guilty or have any consciousness concern at all. Now, fast forward to that night when I had a horrific nightmare, and it was a night terror night sweats. It's the kind where you wake up in a, in a dead sweat with your heart thundering in your chest and alarm bells jangling throughout your entire body. Now this dream had nothing to do with animals. There wasn't a single animal in the dream. The dream was my own experience. I was in the dream. It's very hard to talk about this, so I'm going to skirt it a little bit. But basically, I found myself in a herd of humans. Okay, I was one of a herd. And I was trapped in a systemic nightmare where I had no control whatsoever over my existence. And my life was frightening and violent along with the lives of all the other humans around me. And as I'm being shuffled through, I catch a glimpse of another human lying face down in a pool, a stagnant pool, and trapped and dead. And it was a human child. It was my own offspring. I didn't recognize it at first because all of the humans were dehumanized. It was just a dead thing lying there. But as I came closer to my horror, I discovered it was my own child. And then I am being led to my death. Okay. Now, 
As I awoke from this horrific nightmare, I quickly realized that what I had experienced was the energetic imprint of what the animal that I consumed had experienced in its life before its death. And I'm going to read you just a very short excerpt, and it's, it's in shorthand. I normally write in nice flowing sentences. This is not that. This is very staccato, very shorthand. But I'm going to read you a little something from my journal that I wrote to capture this memory because it was so important. This is what I experienced in the order I experienced it. Tricked. I was tricked. Trapped. I was trapped. Terrified. I was terrified. Completely powerless. Tortured by sadistic menace. Terror number two. And there was a slightly milder one in between that was just scary and confusing where I could sense but neither know nor escape my fate. I spent it trying uselessly to evade my ultimate captor. I never ate steak again. Well, I'm stubborn and change is hard. So while I didn't eat steak again, I did try pig. Well, yeah, another dream. And again, it wasn't in my consciousness. I genuinely believe it was the consciousness of the poor animal I consumed because I wasn't feeling guilty. Pigs have it easier. That was just suffocation. Fast forward again. Okay, so I had given up chicken years and years and years earlier because I saw, well, never mind that. And then you know what happened with the steak, and I've just shared about the suffocation with the pig. So that brought me to seafood. Unbelievable. O-F-F-A-L. That's it. And if you don't know the meaning of that word, look it up. So my consciousness shifted when my diet shifted, and what I thought was going to allow me to occasionally cheat, turned into, oh no, there will not be any going back, at least not for me. Now, at the beginning of the video, I did tell you that I eat virtually vegan, and I do eat gluten-free. Occasionally, if there's the best bread ever, I might indulge in that with some butter, and have a gluten digestive enzyme to help me digest it. When I used to go out to eat before COVID-19, I would occasionally cheat with dairy, So, but rare. And what I learned about dairy for me is when I consume dairy, I wake up the next day with a headache. It's actually literally like a hangover. Um, but I don't have bad dreams with dairy. And um, on rare occasion, I do indulge in butter or cheese. Now, I'm sharing all of this because you asked. And again, I want to go back and remind you 
People who don't consume animal products are not superior to people who do. People who do consume animal products are not inferior to people who don't. We are all called to be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle with each other. Be gentle with ourselves. Violence is violence is violence. Whether it's a violent thought or a violent word or an angry feeling or a feeling of haughtiness or superiority, all of those are out of harmony and we're seeking harmony. Just know this, you have free will. Choose. And when you choose, please do so with your eyes wide open. I did receive my very first ever prediction in March at the beginning of COVID. Now, I knew even when this came that it wasn't part of the first wave. I believe it's part of the second wave. But as I was writing in my journal and I had my thought, I'm just finishing up one sentence and I'm about to go into the next sentence. And in between, an angel just slid a whole new sentence right in between those two. I was like, oh, wow, okay, that just flowed from my pen. It was not of my consciousness at all. And here's what it said verbatim. The mass slaughtering of animals for food is about to come to a screeching halt. You have been warned. My sense in meditating and praying about it afterwards, as I was surprised that that came out of my pen and then I went ahead and finished with the sentence I had in mind, And I was surprised how well it fit in, too. It was kind of amazing. I love God. (laughs) Anyway, as I thought about it and uh, contemplated and prayed later, my sense is that humans will never give up eating animals voluntarily. But God has had enough. And notice that the prediction didn't say all eating of animals will come to a screeching halt. No, it said the The mass slaughtering of animals for food is about to come to a screeching halt. So I believe what's going to happen is we're going to get sick. Humanity is going to be forced to stop this mass production of animals. I believe this will happen. It is a prediction that came. I believe it will happen in the second wave, but I don't know for sure. It might be the third wave. It could be even in the distant future. I'm not sure. But the sense that I got is God has had enough. And since humans will not stop, God is going to put a stop to it. So that brings us back to the important aspect of our existence as humans, and that is the free will choice and prayer. Every video I've ever recorded emphasizes the importance of prayer, and what to eat is no different. Your body is different from my body, is different from every other body. What you need to eat may very well be different too. And I know in my case, my system is so sensitive that I can't even always eat things that normally work for me. 
I might work in the morning, not in the afternoon. It might work today. It might not work tomorrow. I literally have to kind of pray my way through every meal. And I hope that doesn't happen to you, and I doubt that it would. I know I have an extremely sensitive system. That's not average. Um, so I don't think you need to be concerned about that. But what I do want you to do is pray and ask for guidance and then discern the guidance that you receive and then obey it. This is a very important aspect of our spiritual growth, not just to pray, but to discern what's coming from that prayer. And once we discern what's coming from our prayer, it's really important to take action on that discernment. That lets God know you're serious about this relationship. You care. It's not just lip service. You're not just playing a game. You're coming to God in genuine submission of your will, asking, Heavenly Creator, please, please guide me. And you're demonstrating a willingness to be guided when you obey the guidance you receive. And in so doing, God knows you're serious and starts to send you more powerful guides and angels to help you on your growth journey. Some of the wonderful benefits and gifts of answer prayer, not to mention as you obey, you're coming into greater harmony and all kinds of fruits and benefits are rolling your way because there's a momentum that builds from everything we do. As we reap, so shall we sow. And in God's magnificently merciful and generous bounty, it's way out of proportion for our effort. We do a tiny bit of effort in the right direction and God just tumbles forward with all kinds of gifts when we obey. So, wrapping up on the question of what to eat. If we consume animal products, it will not keep us out of heaven. It did not keep James Edward Paget out of heaven. It won't keep you out of heaven. The most important thing I want you to take away from this is, did you ask what to eat? Are you asking what you should eat? If you are, you might be being called to make different choices. And, if someone comes into your sphere of influence and they are asking what to eat, please send them this video link. I would greatly appreciate that. Support their asking, even if you are not called to make a change at this time. There is a contemporary channeled message that is frequently forwarded when this question comes up that says, it doesn't matter what you eat, it matters what you are inside, don't judge. It's very true that it matters what you are inside and what you share with others and don't judge. However, if you are asking, you might be being called and let us be big enough to support each other in our soul and spiritual and harmonic growth even if we ourselves are not yet ready 
or prepared or even being called to change. So with that, I'll see you next time. And remember, you are deeply, truly loved. God bless.